0: time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now your hosts, Ron and Brian. And good evening, everybody. Welcome. It is Sunday night. It is eight o'clock and it is time for episode 253 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Brian champ in the house, Oh, wrong champ one.
1: The champ
2: is here!
0: Brian, how are you this evening, my friend?
2: I am doing well. I'm going to just, I mean, it is Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we can confidently say that uh, spring is here in the northeast of America. I I know that if you're living in the south, it is already the the, the depths of summer, the scalding heat has already forced millions of Americans from the streets into their homes, hiding inside air conditioning for those who are bougie enough to have air conditioning. But here in the Northeast, we like to hold on to winter for just a few weeks longer. But uh, out and about this past weekend, uh, walking the streets of Queens yesterday was in Hoboken. Um, earlier today, walked through Manhattan, Chinatown, Um the city is um, the city is alive. Nice. Um, you know, we uh, we are back from the pandemic. Uh, it is uh, tourism everywhere. Uh, it's 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 great to see. It's right. great to see.
0: So, listen, like Biden said this week, the uh, the national emergency is over. So we should get out and we should enjoy our lives.
2: You know, if we stay home any longer, we're letting the terrorists win. I believe Joe uh, George Bush said that. Uh, good old 41. There you go. Uh, should we get things
0: rolling, Brian? Perhaps with a drink of the week? Drink of the week. zdrowie. Thrones- Salud.
2: Drink of the week. Drink of the
1: week.
2: Drink of the week.
0: Drink of the week. Brian. Talk to me about your drink of the week.
2: My drink of the week, Ron, I know you like to go local. I I know that you like to sit there and say, I am in the Philadelphia suburbs. Who locally that I am within a 15 minute drive from may I support? And one of the things that I love about you is that you care very deeply for local entrepreneurs, local businesses. But, but one of the things that I feel is, is important is that we also understand that we live on a globe, and that <laughs> globe do, yes. is filled with citizens, and those citizens across this globe are making beer. So today I am going all the way, excuse me, let me hold this up. Boom, Ruby Gems. You're going to say, Brian, you're hinting, but just say it. Say it. Where is this from? I'm going all the way to Sweden. Wow. Swedish beer people, you are looking at Ruby Gems. Let's see if I could get a close up. Ruby Gems, that is from Landskrona in the on part of Sweden. What part of Sweden is that from again? That is the Skyen Inn part of Sweden. Um, Our good friends over at Breck Harriet, which I'm also probably not pronouncing. um, You're looking at a gluten-free, organic, a little hazy if you mind me, an organic wild sour ale, which is made with strawberries and black currants. Currants? Currants. Currants, I believe. Black currants. Not now, but currants part of their Sour Patch series, which means that this beer has been fermented with different wild yeast strains and lactic acid bacteria cultures coming in at 4.7 ABV. This, Ruby Gems Beer, is my drink of the week.
0: I liked beer. All right. Do you like that beer, Brian? I do. All right. Take it a second sip right
2: away. I'm going to tell you something. It's sour, but not sweet. You know how sometimes you drink a, you know, you order a sour and really you're, it tastes like a soda, but, um, you know, it's got some fermentation. No, 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 no. This thing, this thing is actually genuinely sour. It looks like it's got the color of grapefruit juice, of pink grapefruit juice. This bad boy is sour. I am loving this. Good. Highly recommend four and a half out of five. If you can find it in your local brewery, go out and get it. Ruby gems. Nice. Also, I I believe I have like a 12 pack of All beers right, well, um, from this uh, brewery. So I will be uh, featuring different ones in the upcoming weeks. We Ron. Do it. Yes. Ron.
0: Yes, my friend.
2: One more time. Ron. Mm-hmm.
0: What are you drinking? Uh, so I did not go local this week, Brian, but I am still supporting small business. This is from the good folks at pontoon brewing down in Sandy Springs, Georgia. This is their Snowsberry crumble. It is a Berliner style vice uh, with cherry. Blackberry. Oh, look at that, Brian. Blackcurrant. Also, we got no! kind of the theme unintentionally going here. Graham cracker, cinnamon, vanilla. Brian, would you like to guess what the last ingredient is?
2: Oh, it's... um. Uh, uh, uh oh! It's oh mother! How do I forget this? It's uh, uh milk, cream, uh, dairy, lactose. Uh, that's right. Lactose. It is
0: lactose. This is clocking in at a solid six point five percent. I think even a little darker, fruity hue than the one you have there. But let me take a sip and see how it is.
2: Hmm. Oh, we are going with some hazy beer. Ooh.
0: That is that is pretty good, actually. It's very refreshing. Like to your point, mm-hmm. it's got a little bit of sourness, but you're not with all the sure. fruit in there. You're not getting much sweetness.
2: And The one thing that I do love about what's going on at this very moment is that we did not coordinate. We did not. No, last week I drank Bud Light, which, by the way, Ron and I still I, I put a pin in your beer. We're going back to it. Okay. Um, I would just like to let people know last last week I was drinking Bud Light. Obviously, you know, um. You know, in uh, in support of the uh, bashing that they were getting in social media last week, I felt it was important to make a statement and to drink some uh, some Bud Light. Uh, Bud Light gives you terrible gas the morning <laughs> after. Absolutely, you, you had to learn the I, hard way, I suppose. I would like to apologize to all of my coworkers because um, you know I've been told that I have a magnetic personality. That's what people um, say. And um, uh, in the office, a lot of people come by my office to to stop, chat, check in on me, um, you know, update uh, what's going on in their world, work-wise. And the 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 number of people that walked in after I had just unleashed uh, <laughs> just just a foul one, um, it was awful. And I'm expecting that this beer will not. Ron, walk me through your beer again.
0: Uh, again, so it's uh, it's 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 tart. It's got a nice crispness to it, uh, Mm -hmm. a nice level of carbonation, but not really uh, natural sweetness, but not over-the-top sweetness.
2: Mm, Interesting. And it's coming from Georgia. From Georgia, from Sandy Springs,
0: Georgia. Pontoon Brewing, uh, coordinated through our good friends at Tavor. Tavor, do you have
2: your um, uh, promo code? I do not. Ron's Balls. (laughs) If you go to Tavor.com and order a... uh, I believe you have to order a $400 minimum. I believe you will receive um, 5% off if you use promo code Balls. All right. Well, let's keep things rolling
0: along. It's time for Beef of the Week. <laughs>
2: Bothering you this week? This is going to be very quick. All not right. Very. Uh, but it is. Um, it, it is about the loss of a convenience that um, uh, disrupted my day yesterday. Okay. Almost was catastrophic, but it was um, uh, able. It, it was rectified, um, but not in a, uh, a way that I would like. I I I brought my laundry in to my local laundromat. To drop it off. A lot of people, you know, outside of New York City, I don't believe that the wash and fold service of laundromats is used as 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 predominantly outside in the suburbs. We'll say a lot of people do their own laundry. Sure, they um, they have enough space in their domicile to um, to do their own laundry. Well, here in New York City, your apartments are small. You do not have a lot of space. A, a washer dryer is a is a luxury that most dream of. A lot of people don't even have dishwashers in this in this city. Um, so I packed up what was probably not exaggerating about 35 pounds of dirty laundry. Okay. Um, none of that was feces. That was good. all just, good to you know, know good clothing. Uh, rolled it down. Oh, no, excuse me. I, I was carrying it on my neck. Okay. I'm um, ca- carrying the bag on the shoulder. Uh, walked over to my local laundromat that I've been using since 2020 during the pandemic. Uh, walked in, dropped it on the floor, the woman behind the counter looked at me and did this face. <laughs> like
0: at your laundry or at you?
2: At me. F- direct eye contact. A, a look of, um, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you are not. You don't have anything to say right now. Um, and then she just looked at me. She goes, oh, yeah, we don't do that anymore. Oh. You don't do wash and and, and folds, at which point... Um, I looked at them and said, Well, at least you do um, dry cleaning for, for shirts. And she looked at me and went like this Oh, no, we don't do that either. So, what, oh, what, what so is it fed. that they do? They literally will give you quarters so that you can wash your own clothes in the uh, laundry. So this is a
0: laundromat in, that had a laundry a, service attached to it.
2: Correct. It is a full service laundromat where you can also, in addition to doing your own laundry in the washers and dryers, there drop off a bag. They will wash it for you during the daytime.
0: Hmm. Well, that is. Uh,
2: so I. Am, I I brought this thirty-pound bag back to my apartment, loaded it up in my little granny uh, 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 shopping cart, which I then rolled through the streets of Rego Park, Queens, looking for a laundry place that still did wash and 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 fold. I went to two other laundromats in my area that also said they stopped doing this. I had to literally go, I believe, ten blocks away from my apartment to find, because at that point I was committed. I was angry, so I was not bringing this bag back. I was not going to be doing this laundry. So I finally found a place that did do it. Um, It is ridiculously far away from uh, where I live, but I will be going back and picking up my laundry there. Um, It's a little bit more expensive than I remembered it should be, but so be it. Beggars can't be choosers.
0: Got to have clean laundry. That's what it comes down to. You got to. Yep. Ron. Yes, sir. What's bothering you? Uh, so ticket fees, Brian, and I'm not even talking about Ticketmaster this time. Uh, we have a uh, a small theater here uh, in Glenside called the Keswick Theater. That uh, there's a concert coming up this fall that uh, the wife and I decided we wanted to go to. So I go online. They don't use ticket Kid Master. Rock. Uh, yes, Kid Rock and Ted Nugent, um, Travis Tritt? Yes, all of the above. Luke Bryan. Uh, I think he may be making a surprise appearance. He's not credited. Uh, so we we get two tickets. And again, small theater, not expensive tickets. They're like uh, thirty nine fifty each. So it's seventy nine dollars for two tickets. And they use a system called AXS, which apparently is the second oh, yeah. largest next. To Correct. And so they but they don't call it a ticket fee. They call it a convenience fee for buying Correct. your tickets on the interweb. Uh, We'd like to guess for two tickets totaling seventy nine dollars what the convenience fee was.
2: I'm going to say realistically, uh, $30 between the two. $24,
0: 2394 okay. to be exact. 30% yeah. of the cost of yes. the tickets, uh, yes. in quote unquote convenience fees. Mm-hmm. But what I don't get is they actually have a box office, but it's so difficult to go to the box office to buy tickets that you have no other way to get these tickets. But that's your convenience fee. I guess well, the other thing is, is, is that tickets,
2: tickets go on sale usually 10 o'clock on a Friday at which point most people are working, so um, they don't have the the convenience to um, rush over to the box office to buy them. So, especially on a in, a, in an event where there are where it's not general admission, um, you want to get there as soon as tickets go on sale. Williams says that AXS fees are absurd. They are. So, so that's my beef for the week, Brian. Uh, do with it what you will. Correct. Um, so, so the question is, did you buy the tickets?
0: Uh, I did buy the tickets. Yes. So you know, we wanted to see the show, and it's you know, it it is what it is. You pay the sure.
2: convenience fee, and then uh, and then we'll go. Yes. Um. I feel like we have some stuff to talk about this week, Ron. Uh, We have a ton of stuff. Should we,
0: as we often do, start with our stories of the week? Uh, These are stories that we want to make sure do not fall through the cracks, that we make sure we do discuss them um, and we tag them as such. Brian, which one of uh, the many stories we looked at this week is your story of the week that you're bringing to the table?
2: My story of the week is um, it's almost a uh, where are they update. Um as somebody who grew up in the 80s into the 90s when I was still you know looking forward to life um Saturday night live was Ooh. was an institution having put out such stars as Billy Crystal Eddie Murphy Chris Rock Phil Hartman
1: got to stop
2: I know you're waiting for that so I just Okay thank you I take it. Um Uh, You know, uh, you you became almost invested in the careers of the stars that were on Saturday Night Live. One of the women that were on, uh, Victoria Jackson, um, uh, uh, had basically a a whole career based on a uh, uh, almost a a character she was doing, which was this um, uh, uh, airheaded blonde. Um, You know, and, and people always said at the time, oh, you know, she's not really, you know, Dumb. It's just a character she's playing, and whatnot. And she was she was on a lot of the uh, late night talk shows, um, but I remember after she had left the show, uh, she tried to you know keep her career alive, but it really struggled, and then it it, it kind of failed. Um, I do remember her at one point kind of leaning towards the conservative spectrum of the political conversation, right? Like um, her and
0: Dennis Miller, kind of drifted to the right. Yeah, the and there's nothing things.
2: There's absolutely nothing wrong with sure. disagreeing with my perspective. I'm not always right. Um and I do believe that one of the things that makes this country great is is that you do have people with a whole range of of beliefs. But um Victoria Jackson's in the news again this week. Um, After uh, she got up and spoke at a city council meeting in Franklin, Tennessee, Um, she went to the podium and weighed in on the council's discussion about holding a gay pride parade. Now, um, I could continue talking, but I believe that uh, why don't we let Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, um, uh, just let us know what she thinks about a pride parade all right
1: victoria jackson god hates sodomy he, he hates homosexuality he said it's an abomination and he hates god hates sexual immorality all kinds on occasion and God hates pride, <clears throat> like one of the most things he hates is pride. Proverbs 11, 12, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. The Lord detests all the proud of heart, be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. Proverbs 16:18. pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. And Sodom and Gomorrah proves that God hates sodomy and sexual morality and pride. And it's still there. And archeologists have uncovered it. You can go on YouTube and see it's a frozen city in sulfur uh, and fire and brimstone, brimstone is sulfur. I just want to encourage Thank this you. generation not to be brainwashed and to watch can't cook, cook on YouTube, they Can't Cook.
0: Well, first off is, is brimstone actually sulfur?
2: Cause listen, I don't know my, uh, my, my, my Bible scripture very well, right. But I'm just going to, um, with the level of, um, uh, assuredness that she spoke those words, I'm going to have to assume that it's not.
0: I mean, she I feel seemed... like
2: if it's sulfur, why would you then? Oh no,
0: it is. Uh, it is sulfur. It is a, uh, a chemical element with the symbol S and the top. So yeah, that's the biblical definition of of uh, of brimstone. All
2: right, fair enough. There you go. But um, yeah. So um, so if if for if you were wondering earlier this week, whatever happened to Victoria Jackson? My story of the week updates you that she has absolutely gone batshit crazy. Ron, right. yes. What story in the news this week really piqued your interest? Um, so, Brian,
0: as uh, as we have often covered a lot of the times in our After Dark segment, mm-hmm. uh, there is uh, a lot of teachers in this country that seem to have sex with their underage students. Uh, sure. Well, the New York Post pointed out to us this week that at least six Female teachers were arrested for sexual misconduct with students over two days across the United States. So many so that we had to put together just a quick slideshow of, uh, of mugshots. Uh, this first one, this is Ellen Schell, uh, age 38. Um, she is from uh, Kentucky, I believe. Uh, she was arraigned after prosecutors said that she had sex with with uh, two teens and two separate occasions in July and August of uh last year. Um she worked as a teacher's aide at one elementary school and was employed at another elementary school prior to that. Mm-hmm. Uh this is Heather Hare. Uh she is from Arkansas. Uh, she was expected to turn herself in Friday for uh, election uh, an alleged sexual relationship with a teen student and is now facing a first degree felony assault case. Okay. Uh, next up we have Oklahoma teacher. Emily- Oklahoma. Sorry. Emily Hancock. Uh, she was arrested Thursday after local police were tipped off. Uh, to her alleged relationship with a student. Uh, She allegedly began communicating with the teen in late October and eventually began sending the 15-year-old nude photos. The pair eventually had illicit relations on school property. Uh, Next up, this is Kristen Gant, 36, an English teacher at a Catholic high school in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, She was uh, arrested for allegedly having sex with a teen student five times inside and outside her school. Uh, Investigators say Gant groomed the student over social media and that surveillance cameras caught them going into a classroom alone with a paper Papered over window, she has since been fired and uh, will now answer to felony counts of sexual exploitation. Uh, Brian, this is Allie Cardamand, 33, a teacher at James Madison High School uh, in Virginia. Uh, She was nabbed with allegedly having sex with a student over the course of several months. Um, She is a learning disabilities teacher with Fairfax County Schools since 2016, and she is being charged with four counts of indecent liberties and is being held without bond. And finally, in Pennsylvania, this is javelin coach Hannah Martin, uh, who allegedly had sex with a 17-year-old boy. She coached uh, she was arrested after police learned she had engaged in a sexual relationship uh, with the Northampton area high school track and field at- athlete. The 26 year old sens- sent the teen a text in May 2021 and invited him to her home where the two allegedly had sex. It's almost
2: like there's an epidemic, but it's the drag queens, Brian, that you well, really is. need to keep away from our children. It is. the Well, is it not?
0: Uh, clearly, because uh, we have so many uh, stories each week of uh, drag queens having sex with students. We,
2: that, that is the problem. This is what we are facing. It is a um, you know, you you sit there and as a parent in this country, you send your children to school. Um, you know, uh, you 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 expect them to get shot that Correct. day by a mass shooter. Um, you know, you hope that the teachers are are willing to, you know, dive in front of their your your child to take that bullet. I mean, even though we know an AR-15 bullet goes right through the human body into the one that they're that they're trying to protect. So we understand that. Um, but you know that your your child runs the risk of a of a stabbing or a shooting in school. But the the one thing you just you know, you you you, you can't protect your children from enough is sexual advances from teachers um you know these female teachers you know they're they're graduating with a a degree in education and immediately they're 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 going off to middle school and high school um assigned jobs as teaching and just sitting there saying all right which one of these students am i going to have sex with this semester Hmm.
0: Well, Brian, uh, getting back to politics, which we rarely do, uh, we do have a follow up from the, uh, the Tennessee house of representatives story that we, uh, we went over last mm-hmm. week, uh, as expected, uh, Tennessee, uh, representatives, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, uh, were reinstated, uh, by their local County boards and, uh, and, uh, sworn back into the house of representatives, um, mm-hmm. So basically, GOP uh, doing nothing uh, as usual, and uh, audio has now uh, been leaked about uh, Tennessee GOP members um, complaining that they're
2: labeled racist. Now. Sure, because you know when they, they feel they, it's unfair. They, there were three. There were three um, lawmakers in Tennessee that they had issues with um, during the pro- anti-gun protest. Um, two were black, one one was white, and they kicked out the uh, the, the two black gentlemen. And kept the white woman yeah. um, and then somehow afterwards, they're like, why are we being called racist?
0: <laughs> and what is also interesting is uh, the Tennessee Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton, uh, may be violating residency rules. Um, he Saw is uh, that. his uh, child attends school in Nashville, which is two hours away mm-hmm. from his home district. Uh, so they are currently looking into that. Um It's interesting because his uh, actual—if he does live in uh, Nashville—then Representative Pearson would actually be his representative. It's an irony, beautiful. Uh, You know, it is. It's there. There's just something, chef's kiss poetic to it. Yes, without a doubt. Right, Uh, and I'm okay with that. Yes, maybe
1: he Um, should
2: get kicked out.
0: Well, they're trying. And shockingly, there is a, a Christian organization in Tennessee that has gathered uh, 12,500 votes um, asking for or not votes, uh, signatures on a petition uh, to get him mm-hmm. to uh, resign.
2: Really? Really? Oh, that would be amazing. I shit you not. Is there any way we can sign or do you have to be from Tennessee? I don't know. We'll have to,
0: we'll have to see if it's anywhere online. So we were gonna try and stay away from politics this week, Brian. But I think it just kind of I feel like last week
2: last week was just too heavy. It was too heavy of an episode.
0: Maybe uh, we will uh, try and get through them as uh, quickly as possible. First, let's go down to Texas, uh, where Republican Texas State Representative Brian Slayton uh, allegedly invited an underage intern over to drink and then gave her uh, something he referred to as a loyalty test. Uh, there is a, a photo of Representative Slayton right there, um, So, uh, according to an internal complaint, uh, Slayton, who is married, uh, allegedly called the intern after 10 p.m. on Friday, March 31st and invited her to his Austin apartment. Um, Two of his fellow Republicans, surprisingly, have now called on him to resign. Really? Yes. I'm okay with all this. Um, a legislative staffer filed the complaint uh, after finding out about the rendezvous. Uh, per the complaint, Slayton comes fairly close to blackmailing the intern. He allegedly showed her fake emails that he claimed contained information about their meetup days later and then told her not to talk about it. Uh, give, really? Some people calling it something of a loyalty test. What? Well, I guess he How was that be trying a- to see... He was trying, he was, so they were fake emails. Like at that point, no one knew about yeah. There and so he was testing her saying, hey, someone's sending these emails. I need you to not talk about it. So, um,
2: oh. yeah. Now, this what? is just, the, just your standard piece of shit behavior.
0: So now this is also uh, the same individual who introduced a bill, HB 4129, that would ban drag mm. shows uh, with minors' presence and also tweeted back on January 20th of this year in regard to drag shows that no one has the right to victimize a child by subjecting them to grooming. We're just mm. going to let that just kind of sit, kind of waft in the air a little bit. It feels wrong. There, there is, problematic, I think, is the, uh, the term that we will often use.
2: Yeah, I think so. That just feels wrong to me.
0: Um, what well, That may not be the worst thing this week, Brian. We're going to jump over to uh, Missouri, where uh, state senator, uh, Mike Moon, uh, is going viral for comments he made Tuesday. While arguing for a bill he introduced to ban gender-affirming care for the state's transgender teens, Uh, when the Republican lawmaker was pressed by State Representative Peter Meredith about a different bill Moon voted against in the past, which would make it illegal for adults to marry children, uh, the GOP lawmaker doubled down on his support for underage merits. He said, quote, do you know any kids who have been married at age 12? I do. And guess what? They're still married. Mm,
2: that is not okay yeah yeah
0: exactly uh um, no
2: that's not
0: okay in uh in 2018 he opposed a past law that raised the state's marriage age from 15 to 16 and required older teenagers to get parental
2: uh permission which is fine that's fine with me which part the 16 i'm kidding, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um No, none of it. It it is, um, I find it just so absolutely creepy, um, the behavior that these Republicans in power are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're on the news, they are giving speeches about how we have to protect the children, and how the children and the children, and then on their voting record, it shows that they genuinely have no interest in protecting children. All they really want to do is they just want to hit um, hot button topics and then just keep moving on from one to another in the hopes that nobody's actually paying attention to what they're actually uh, voting for. I mean, it literally it genuinely feels as if as long as a, uh, a law has been on the books for 40 years, they're just perfectly fine keeping the status quo and just saying that, you know, what was cool in the 1940s is, is should be good today.
0: Yeah. And again, I I mean, I get, you know, a lot of these laws were passed back in the days that we only lived to be uh, like 30 years old. So it made sense to maybe get married around 12 or 14. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it it seems now it seems problematic. I just I I don't want to keep using that term, but it feels problematic to me.
2: And I I agree with you. It's just kind of weird. Yes. And I it's it doesn't sit well with me. Let's put it that way. Just ease it there. Yeah.
0: Let's, uh, let's jump from politics, Brian, over uh, to the field of law enforcement. Uh, let me share a photo. Let's, yeah, let's one move of, on to something a little bit more lighter. Sure. One of, uh, one of the men in blue, uh, this gentleman, Brian, his name is Kevin Kovacs. Uh, he is a former DARE officer in uh, the Dayton, Ohio area, and uh, he made the news this past week uh, for being sentenced to over 15 years in prison for child pornography crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was arrested in April of 2020. He pled guilty in February of 2022 to transporting and possessing child pornography and was then sentenced to 181 months in prison for two federal child crimes. Uh, pornography crimes according to court documents between april of 2015 and july of 2017 Kovacs uploaded over 2500 images and videos depicting child pornography to his dropbox accounts Uh, these videos featured the sexual abuse of children as young as toddler age court documents also show that one video depicted a toddler lying on a diaper whose arms and legs were bound by black
2: tape But again, this is not okay. It's the drag queens. It's the drag queens. Of course it is. Listen, we've been talking, Ron, we have been talking about this for, I'm saying at least 17 years. It's not the people who are actively trading child pornography. It's not the the grown men trying to marry 12-year-old girls. Those are not the kids that we need to protect. It's the kids who are sitting there at age four, who really, oh, the, the high point of their day is story time, and it just happens to be told by a, a, a man dressed as a woman. Um, I mean, this, that's the greatest tragedy in this world. Jumping over to New Mexico, uh, New Mexico
0: police uh, making news by shooting and killing uh, a man uh, after they mistakenly knocked on his door to investigate a domestic violence incident. Uh, three Mm -hmm. officers from the Farmington Police Department in northern New Mexico knocked on Robert Dotson's door uh, even though they questioned dispatchers as to whether they were at the correct address Uh, Dotson answered the door with a gun in hand pointing it at the cops uh, who immediately opened fire killing him Um, police were actually supposed to be responding to a 911 call uh, from two doors away Ah.
2: And um, I'm going to assume that this man was African-American. This was shockingly in a plot twist. No one would see coming. uh,
0: The cops killed a white guy this time.
2: Are you telling me that police officers are also capable of killing white, innocent white men as much as they're capable as they seem to be so good at killing innocent black men? Yes. Uh, The three unidentified
0: officers are on paid leave pending investigation.
2: Okay, I mean they're at the wrong house, correct? Uh,
0: they're at the wrong house, and there is uh, audio from the nine-one-one operator where they are questioning whether they are at the right house or not before going and knocking at at the door.
2: That feels problematic. Hey, should we be here? I'm not sure. Well, let's go pull out our guns and just ma- and, and, and take out anybody in the area, right? Mm. Problematic. Very problematic. Uh, Brian, this next story, I think we're going to
0: have to call this a a twofer because let me pull up this uh, this photo here. Hold Mm -hmm. on one second. Uh, So the woman on the right, that is Emma Hancock. Uh, She is she actually she may be one of the ones we talked about earlier um she is the daughter of an oklahoma mayor and she is the wife of the town's chief of police that's that gentleman on the left in that big old cowboy hat big old um, cat that is a that is a
2: 12 gallon hair so uh so yes
0: yeah, she was actually one of the ones we uh we talked about earlier um so she is uh arrested for allegedly touching a 15 year old student she met while substitute teaching um she uh, she uh, She texted the student asking for a copy of a school assignment. Uh, Several weeks later, the boy allegedly sent the substitute teacher a shirtless picture of himself through Snapchat. Quote, are we sending half naked pictures now? Hancock responded. The teen replied, I don't know, are we? And then Hancock allegedly said, are you trying to get me to lose my job? Uh, The teacher and student began exchanging nude photos and sexually explicit videos before engaging in two separate physical encounters. So she was up for it. Clearly, she was concerned at first, but the 15-year-old must have been spitting so much game uh, that she decided to risk everything.
2: Jesus. That's creepy. <laughs> you think? You think it's a little creepy? Okay, okay, see, and this is the thing, and obviously, you know, it's a, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm part of a different age group here. Sure. I'm uh, a little bit older. But uh, I don't understand the... the um, the confidence of sending a unrequested uh, topless photo. Yeah. the I mean, the, just the, and this is obviously, you can just see the, um, you know, my, my thought process here. But to me, if I were to send a topless photo, a shirtless photo, we'll call right. it um, a shirtless photo, say to a coworker, I automatically, my brain immediately goes to, they're going to open up the phone. They're going to go, Ooh, <laughs> then they're going to go, I work with this guy. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, they're going to be showing it around the office to everybody that I work with. I don't want that to happen. So therefore, I don't um, I don't even consider sending a shirtless photo. Here you have a kid who somehow, and this is the suspicious part. How is she like knowing to reach out to a student on Snapchat? Like,
0: well, uh, yeah, I just, I'm not quite sure why they would have each other Snapchat. Like Like nowadays with
2: schools, yeah, nowadays with schools, each student has like a a school email address that you can reach out to them on. There's no need to be connected with um, uh, students on social media. So I'm already, you know, uncomfortable with that level of comfort. But to then go a step further and – and, uh, and and send your teacher a topless photo. Fo- First off, let's be brutally. I mean, the next comment, and I'm not saying any of this is OK, but I don't think I had a teacher that I would have wanted to um, have sex with when I was in, in school. OK, maybe in college. I had some, you know, teacher's assistants that I thought were cute. But like, I don't believe when I was in junior high, any of those. those were all like 50 year old women. And I'm not saying that 50 year old women are not sexually attractive. Just not when I was 11.
0: <laughs> it uh, wasn't quite your type back then. No, 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 no. All right. Well, staying in the schools, Brian, going to our favorite state, Florida. Uh, a, a psychology high school teacher in Florida was recently fired Schurter. after delivering a lesson in which he made students write their own obituaries. Uh, Jeffrey Keen was a teacher at Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando and was fired over a lesson plan in which he asked students to write their own obituaries in an effort to teach gun safety. Uh, he asked the class to put themselves into an active shooter situation, which would help them write about dealing with morality as if they were dealing with a hypothetical event.
1: Mm.
0: But he did say yeah. he, even, he included a disclaimer at the bottom page of the lesson, reminding students that, quote, this is in no way to upset you.
2: Okay, well, first off, saying this is in no way to upset you is not <laughs> automatically saying it's not going to upset you. What I don't get is have we reached the level of snowflake where you are not allowed to talk about death with students? You're not allowed to acknowledge that at some point you're going to die? I mean, I, I, no offense, but I, I, I remember this um, exercise as a kid. Do you? Yeah, it was just like, okay, now imagine the, you know, that there, you have passed away Many years from now, you've, you know, uh, how do you want to, to be remembered? And I know what it really was, it was an exercise in um, document what you think your life is going to be. Are you going to be married? Will you have kids? What will your job be? Um, what level of success will you have? Um, those were the types of, uh, uh, you know, things that they were trying to find out about the kids. Um, back then, I, I, I don't understand why a teacher should be, um, you know, taken out of the classroom over this.
0: I agree. I mean, uh, you know, apparently a student reported uh, Keene's lecture to a counselor who then spoke with a supervisor, which resulted in Keen's firing. Uh, they gave Keen the option of resigning without violating your contract. He didn't think he did anything wrong. Yeah, so they fired him. Uh, and so he is going to be uh, appealing his termination. And I, again, you would say he'd probably win, but this is Florida, and um, it's it's fucked up in Florida.
2: Didn't you and I write our own obituaries on this show, or was it our our suicide point. notes? Uh, no, I thought it was mean. our. If we committed suicide, how would we? Um, what would our note be? I think that's I what think it was. We means. wrote our
0: obituaries. Maybe we. Wrote I remember our, we uh, did. Uh, who knows. We've done a
2: lot, Brian. This is episode two fifty-three. We've yeah. covered
0: a lot of material in the last five years.
2: The one the thing I remember about it, and I and I that's why I'm leaning towards Suicide Note, is that you went funny. You wrote a very funny one, and I remember laughing to it because it was very humorous. And then I remember I wrote one that was just a genuine suicide note, and it was god awfully depressing, but it was also very real. It was dark. It was a little dark. Also dark. Well, also I think that was because I wasn't he weren't, he weren't champ at that point i was sorry how dare i hold this upside down i was in champion, champion. Um, so we're gonna stay in florida unfortunately Flurter! uh
0: this is a story in the washington post this past week that showed how florida's 15 week abortion Flurter. ban almost killed a woman despite the fact that the ban uh nominally has exceptions in place for the health of the pregnant person now the mm-hmm. state is also working to finalize a ban after six weeks of pregnancy so this happens with the current 15 week uh, abortion ban in place a woman by the name of anya cook she was nearly 16 weeks pregnant when her water broke um Long before a fetus could survive outside of the womb, she went to an emergency room in Coral Springs, Florida, where the doctor says she was experiencing a rare complication that occurs in less than 1% of pregnancy called pre-viability premature rupture of the membranes. Uh, Once the amniotic sac breaks, there's a risk of infection, which can be life-threatening even in pregnancies several weeks further along than Cook's. Typically, uh, doctors would induce labor or perform an abortion, but the ER doctor said they couldn't induce her due to the state's abortion ban. So they sent her home. A nurse gave her antibiotics and promised to pray for her. Uh, the next day, Jesus Cook ended, Cook ended up miscarrying her daughter in the bathroom of a hair salon. Uh, her husband had to sever the umbilical cord by pulling it apart with his hands, and she rough, lost roughly half the blood in her body over the course of the day. Um, She was rushed to the hospital to stabilize her, remove any remaining pregnancy tissue from her uterus. Um, There was a very strong chance um, that she could have died in the operating room and she was hospitalized for six days.
2: Fucking, this is just, it's scary. So at the time
0: that her water broke, her, her, her life was not immediately in danger. Had they, again, had Correct. they, had they induced, um, the pregnancy, had they performed an abortion? Uh, but the mm-hmm. next day, um, it's it, her, her situation declined to the point where she could have lost her life.
2: I think that my new, um, I don't give a shit. Um, response is going to just be, I'm going to pray for you. Right. You know, next time somebody comes to me and says like, uh, I think I am going to be fired at my job. I'll be like, "Oof, I am going to pray for you." That's a damn shame. Oh, my! My, my doctor thinks I might have a tumor.
0: I am going to pray for you. I'm going to go pray. Going to give you some antibiotics. I am going to pray.
2: I lost my championship wrestling belt, and now I only <laughs> own forty nine percent of the podcast. Oof, prayers. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. Brian I mean think about it we do it now when we say thoughts and prayers no it's
0: very true Uh, let's try and pick things up a bit Brian and I will try and and lift up people's Mm -hmm. spirits by asking you one very simple question
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and that's what are you watching ooh what am I watching? We did not do this last week, correct? Uh, I'm not sure. We may have. We may not. Have, I don't know. The Bud Light made it a little hazy. Bud Light good. did have some alcohol in it. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I mean, it tastes like water, but it had some. Be... Did we talk about Reggie? Uh, you did actually talk about Reggie. I do remember that. Perfect. Then this week, I, first off, I'm continuing with season four, the final season of Succession. Um, spoiler alert, people. If you don't want to know what happened, in season four, episode three, fast forward, because I'm about to announce that Logan Roy dies, the patriarch of the Roy family, um, with probably six or seven episodes left in the season. So uh, what happens from here can only get better. Um, Also, I watched the three episode documentary on Netflix that you turned me on to, uh, American Manhunt, the Boston Marathon bombers, Ooh, was that good? Watched all three episodes. Um, you know, it's it's the ten year anniversary this past week, I believe. Yeah. Of the Boston Marathon bombers, um, you know, I think we all remember where we were when Anthony Jeselnik tweeted. Some days the finish. No, what was it again? What was I'm, this I'm famous tweet? Sure. Oh. Um, uh, uh, some days you're not meant to cross the finish line or, you know, oh, some lines are not meant to be crossed and today it was the finish line. That was the tweet. Um, I believe I believe he lost his um, Comedy Central show for that tweet or he lost it for the uh, Shark Party. I don't remember. But this was the famous two, um, I believe they were Chechian um, brothers yes. who uh, uh, loaded up two pressure cookers with uh, ball bearings and nails, set them off with a timer Um, exploded them uh, uh, mere feet away from the uh, finish line of the Boston Marathon um, and uh, uh, killed many, uh, you know, uh, destroyed the bodies of of even more um, and basically set the uh, Boston uh, metropolitan area, um, you know, on edge. I mean, you were literally looking at one of the, um, uh, the first times in our lifetime that really, you know, people were locked in their homes.
0: Yeah. I mean, they did the, the shelter in place for sure. Watertown, Massachusetts for two days. I mean, there, there were a lot of things that, that struck me and not not that it needed to be emphasized how horrible this was. But there was there was a lot of new um, video that mm-hmm. I, I don't think I had seen before that made it. You know, I, I think the one thing that sticks in my mind is they had video from the restaurant where the second bomb um, went off and is just packed with people kids you know families whatever sure. and they're looking down the street as that first bomb goes off and they they really like you and now you're looking at these people realizing that they're just seconds away from their lives being changed forever mm-hmm. um, because yes. they, they're they're literally in the blast zone of that second bomb
2: yeah it's um just a wild story. Yeah. Um, what I did not the one part I did not like about it was at was at the beginning, I think, of the third episode, I saw, you know, a um they put up some text before the show started that some of the um uh closed circuit TV footage that they were going to show had been recreated. Yes. And I had watched the first two episodes thinking, holy shit, they've got cameras everywhere, you know. Um <laughs> And I was just surprised at how much footage that they had on these kids that I hadn't seen. And then realizing afterwards that some of it had been recreated kind of disappointed me. But just a fascinating story. I mean, the uh, the older brother who's kind of viewed nowadays as the mastermind of the bombing. um, You know, he basically tries to do a uh, suicide by cop Um, and uh, the cops, you know, in true Police fashion, if you're innocent, they'll kill you. Right. Um, but if, if, if you've set off a couple of bombs, shot a police officer to death and uh, kept a a, a a Chinese man hostage in his car against his will, um, you know, they'll do everything but shoot you to death. Right. Um, I think they launched, you know, hundreds, hundreds of shots, um, struck him a couple of times. But uh, eventually um, uh, he fell to the ground and was run over by um, a, a car driven by his brother who is trying to evade arrest? I feel that's the, the the greatest piece of karma that's that I feel I've 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 come across in this lifetime. Right. Well, um, it,
0: it almost seems like he was he was his brother his younger brother was aiming for the police officers that were handcuffing his brother, mm-hmm. but those cops all jumped out of the way and then literally just runs him and drags him like twenty five to thirty feet. There wasn't a lot of of. Sympathy. There wasn't a lot of times Uh, that I I chuckled in that uh, that documentary. But that one, I was like, well, this this is actually pretty enjoyable Um, and pretty good. And for the cops to describe, like how uh, the car like tore his uh, his brother's body up, like, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm actually kind of okay with that.
2: Yep. Um, You know, he um, he he uh, he killed a lot of people. He injured even more. There was no uh, uh, sympathy or empathy on his part. Um, so uh, I genuinely am fine with him having a terrible death. And you do um, have
0: to give credit to both the FBI and the, the Boston Police Department for the speed in which they processed, you know, uh, hours of video surveillance, uh, hundreds, sure. or maybe thousands of photos sent in. I mean, the fact that they wrapped up the case in 101 hours of the of the bombing, fairly impressive.
2: Had this happened in New York, it would have been quicker. Let's well, be brutally right. honest. That's I mean, fine. New York no, cops I'm are go. way better than Boston cops. Um, though there was one guy, one of the main guys that they were talking to, I'm not sure whether he was um, Boston PD or whether he was an FBI. Um, one of the worst haircuts I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> I think that was one of the Boston PD guys. I know the guy you're talking about. The guy who looked you, like oh, he weighed about 60 pounds?
2: Weighed about 60 pounds and had one of these like um, – uh, uh, bowl cuts where his hair just came down in every direction at equal lengths um, uh, also just I I I, I, I know it's going to sound weird I love listening to the Boston accent oh without it's a doubt it's such it is such a garbage accent <laughs> and yet I can't not listen to it right like, I can't yeah,
0: I wake up I have a bag of smokes and, a, and I go to Dunks for a coffee
2: sure sure yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what else are you watching Ron?
0: yeah Ron, Ron. yes my friend
2: i think that's really all i'm watching oh uh, mandalorian i think we've got one episode left in this new season somebody's watching it on my disney plus account i don't know because the last couple's episodes i've gone in uh the uh bar has already been all the way at the end i'm not saying it to you ron because i know you have your own account uh i'm just saying somebody's been watching it on my account and you want to know something doesn't bother me in the least all right happy to share my logins ron yes what are you watching
0: um so much like you we watched the uh the american uh manhunt uh mm-hmm. again we just talked about that no need to repeat it keeping up uh bur- burning through season one of from on amazon prime still uh still a good show lucky hank on amc plus the new bob odenkirk uh, odenkirk uh show Oh, can
2: I ask you a question? Did you change your 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 AMC Plus account?
0: Uh, I don't have the AMC Plus account anymore.
2: So how are you watching it? Or are you you getting screener copies?
0: I'm getting screener copies. Um, You know, Vince Gilligan reached out, connected with me. Um, Enough said. Started watching Beef on uh, on uh, Netflix with uh, Ali Wong and Steven Yoon. Uh, I got what did to- you think of that? I got um, it through
2: one episode and turned it off.
0: I would I would I would give it a second episode. I would say really? the first episode was kind of uneven. Kind of picks up. You get a little more character development. The story pushes along. Um, okay. I I will I will stick with it. Um, also uh, watched the first couple of episodes of The Last Thing He Told Me on Apple TV with Jennifer Garner and the guy who played uh, Jamie Lannister on uh, game of Thrones uh, based on a uh, true story. So it's about a woman uh, who has to uh, go on the run with her stepdaughter after her husband uh, disappears after the tech company he's working for uh, gets rated as like a Ponzi scheme. Um, and so it's, uh, it's only two episodes in a lot of uh, twists and turns so far, but okay. uh, I, I think uh I think, watch this. Why is she Carter. on the run? Uh, because she doesn't know who to trust, Brian. She can't find her husband. Uh, things that she thought she knew, she didn't know. So she's got to protect her stepdaughter because her husband left a note that just said, protect her.
2: Oh, mm. protect her. Now, um, if she, you know, with, those, with that type of instruction, if she comes across a drag queen, um, <laughs> what do you think Jennifer Garner would do? Have to run in the opposite direction valid valid
0: all right uh let's see what other stories do we have here this was one uh this was a story of course new york post all over the board with the stories that they'll throw up uh but Mm -hmm. this is about a uh, a plus-size traveler demanding free seats and better accommodations accommodations on airlines um led to some uh i mean discussion some civil some not uh on the Mm -hmm. internet uh but this is jay lynn cheney from vancouver washington she started a change.org petition uh saying demand for the faa to protect plus size customers uh detailing several demands to ensure larger passengers uh, can fly without issues. Um, she kicked off the petition claiming that she and her fiance were subjected to discrimination on a recent flight from Pasco, Washington to Denver, uh, which roughly takes uh, just over two hours. She claims other passengers refused to mm-hmm. sit next to them, with the pair receiving, quote, hateful comments and disapproving looks while traveling. Uh, she wrote it was not the first time that she felt uh, discriminated against while flying. Um, she said on another flight I was forced to occupy only one seat with immovable armrests that caused me pain and bruises uh, citing that when she and her fiance purchase extra seats on their own, they are still mistreated by other passengers and airline
2: staff. So she's saying that she's sometimes that she will buy two seats together correct on a plane.
0: yes. So she is um, she's saying the FAA that's, must that's re- expensive. It can be, especially these days. She's saying the FAA must require all airlines to implement a clear customer size policy that prioritizes the comfort and well being of all
2: passengers. Seems kind of reasonable. Um, no, but that's not the case. I mean, no offense, but the the, the 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 whole movement of the airline industry has to it has been to provide less and less space oh, to yeah. pack on more and more seats her uh flight so that they can make as much and much money. Um I'm not sure that she is uh 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 going the 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 most sympathetic route um you know saying that you know we need to uh, uh respect uh plus size people. You know, I think she's got a better stance saying that um you know it's just inhumane across the board right. what they're they're now asking people to do in coach.
0: Well, and so I think where she seemed to lose a lot of people online is where she said, quote, all plus size passengers should be provided with an extra free seat or even two or three seats, depending on their size, to accommodate their needs and ensure their comfort during the flight.
2: Yeah, that's not. yeah, that is where you lose me. Um, Sitting there saying that because she's plus size, she should buy one ticket and then get two seats. Um, Yeah, that's not uh, that's not going to happen. Um, But I do think that we as a um, as a as a nation do need to sit there and address that, um, you know, we are getting bigger. Americans are getting bigger. Um, You know, the airline industry is pretending that we've gotten smaller while we absolutely have gotten bigger. um, You know, other industries have made, um, you know, uh, accommodations. I know that the um, concert industry has um, uh, created general admission where there are no um, seats so people can stand. So this way, nobody is, um, you know, needing um, extra seats. Um, And uh, I know restaurants have, uh, you know, put out, uh, you know, um, you know, they don't put out flimsy seats anymore. You know, they are now... uh, Can you please stop me? I mean, at (laughs) at what point are you not... I, you know, Jesus. It's
0: very difficult for me to tell yeah. when you want me to to uh, stop a rant and let it go. Uh, but so just to kind of touch on what you were saying, the FAA currently has no seat size requirements for airlines, with the average seat width in economy travel being 17 inches um, and 30 inches of leg room when a seat is pitched back. I would say that nobody is That's that's that, 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 absolutely. I acetone. would say that can't accommodate 80 percent of the population at best
2: didn't they recently show some seats of what the airlines were proposing which oh, yeah. was one layer of seats and then another seat, right, row of seats right literally above them yep um her petition
0: also calls for larger size bathrooms for plus size travelers i think we all could use a larger bathroom it's very the, even Listen, for me the bathroom's too small
2: i'm gonna say this um uh, if you are walking into a bathroom and you need to sit down women that's going to be all the time men that's going to be 50 percent of the time but Sometimes you do like to sit down, even for a number one. Um, the handicap stall is like um, it's like a five star hotel. It is the um, it's the Ritz Carlton of toilets. Um, you literally just there's so much space. Well, you're, just, she, you're comfortable uh, she, there.
0: You even mentioned uh, that there isn't really a handicap stall on planes and that no. planes should have at least one wheelchair accessible restroom, uh, which you can't argue with.
2: Well, I mean, I think the argument across the board is just um, that the airline industry has um, uh, uh, put their heads in the sand in terms of the reality of um, uh, of the physical size of an air traveler. And um, you know, at some point, and maybe this is the woman to start the conversation. But at some point, it is um, you know, as, as a you know, as a human being, you do have to sit there, push back, and say um, this is terrible, right?
0: Yeah, I have uh, I have no uh no argument with that. And again, but again, it's all about money, it's all about these being publicly traded companies sure. and, you know, if if people are really corporate,
2: corporate profits what right. it's all
0: about. Cuz what would just happen is, you know, if you are if you're on a plane where it's where it's 3 seats on each side and they mm-hmm. were to go to 2 seats, all that would end up happening is, is everybody's fares would just increase. You know, sure. if they've got to make if they've got to make you know, let's say it's a thousand dollars for those three seats. They're going to make that thousand dollars. So.
2: But Ron, lot, I'm not even that saying that's a I terrible, agree. I'm not saying that's a terrible idea. I might not, I mean, truth be, truth be speaking, uh, could I afford a, um, uh, a ticket that's 50% more than what I'm currently paying? Ugh. That's going to make it tough. Um, I probably would not be able to fly very much. Um, and yet, at the same time, uh, it's not the the, uh, the worst of ideas. Would would I pay more for a larger seat? You're goddamn right. Which is why I go for uh, uh, business or uh, economy to business plus or, 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 or what have those options. But yeah. Um, well, you have a, the options. option of first class. You have the <laughs> option of first class, Mister. I'm so wealthy. I live in the in the Philadelphia suburbs. I don't have to live in Kensington. I don't live in Northwest Philadelphia. I live in the suburbs. Bill Cosby's my neighbor. He hosts dinner parties every Saturday night for the wife and I.
0: <laughs> I've, uh, I have to say, I've never been to a Bill Cosby dinner party. I would like to just throw that out
2: there. Would You, you wouldn't go now, but would you have gone before the, the um, accusations? I mean, not knowing the accusations, sure. I was a Bill
0: Cosby fan back in the day, back in the 80s.
2: You weren't afraid that he would just lecture you on, you know, how you uh, uh, could be a better uh, a better man in society? I mean, those are the risks you take sometimes, Brian. Do you think he would tell you to pull your pants up?
0: Probably. I always wear my, my pants high, right to where they need to be. I don't let I don't I do, my ass
2: say. I do like a good high pants.
0: Mm. <laughs> Um, so Brian, we've covered a lot here. We've said a lot. We have. Um, we have. I think we're we're close to wrapping this up, and we are getting ready to move on over behind the paywall. That's right. We are going to be going to Ron and Brian after dark, starting at nine thirty. That is for our Patreon subscribers at the bronze level or higher. Uh, still, plenty of time. Uh, If you want to come join us, you just go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Click in the upper right-hand corner to become a patron, and you can join us live at 9.30. We've got some sexy stories lined up later on. It's going to be a good night.
2: You know, we didn't even
0: talk about the Dalai Lama. No. uh, Dalai Lama asking a child to suck his tongue, that ended up not even making the list.
2: Didn't even warrant it, people. That's the level that we care about this show. You know, maybe we'll maybe we save the Dalai Lama for After Dark. There we go. Uh, should we give them
0: a little teaser as to what they can expect next Sunday, right here on the actual podcast at eight o'clock?
2: You know, this is your baby. This is, um, uh, I feel this, this reveal is really, um, this was a, a This was something we were trying for for 250. Matt had, uh, you know, I I feel like he dropped the ball because of his voracious cocaine addiction. Right. Um, Had Matt maybe been sober um, during that period, we might have been able to make this happen during episode 250. Unfortunately, it didn't. Um, Therefore, it's going to happen on episode 254. But Ron- What's going to happen?
0: So uh, this has been literally in the works for years now. But next Sunday night right here, eight o'clock uh, Eastern time on this very podcast, uh, we will be featuring musician, actor, author, artist, Mr. Dave Hill will be joining us next Sunday night. We are excited about this. We hope everyone out there is as excited. Uh, we hope Dave Hold is as excited.
2: Uh, what is the? Does the crowd have a reaction?
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense that they would be there. Anything up in the DJ booth? (laughs) Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. So uh, we are excited. Dave Hill,
2: comedian extraordinaire. Dave Hill, episode 254, right here on the Ron and Brian podcast, a week from now. That will be Sunday, April 23rd. Third? Third? Excellent. Um, Anything else, Ron, that you would like to say?
0: I think we're good. I think we are ready to roll on out and get ready for after dark, but we do always appreciate you folks for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, Brian, anything could not else thank you, you, you enough. this week
2: could not thank you enough. You good. We ready to go. Yeah, I think so.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will catch you all next Sunday. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.